Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to today's Meet the Artist interview presented by the San Francisco Ballet Center for Dance Education. I'd also like to welcome our online listeners who will be accessing this program through, program through our website, sfballet.org. Today is Sunday, May 11th, 2014, and we are in the War Memorial Opera House before the final performance of Program 8 of San Francisco Ballet's 2014 repertory season. Today's program includes Agon and Brahms Schoenberg Quartet by George Balanchine and Glass Pieces by Jerome Robbins. My name is Jennifer Kavakovich, and our guest today is principal dancer Ruben Martin Tintas. Thank you. Ruben joined the company. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I love you. Oh my god, I can't believe it. You're awesome. I love you. Uh, for those of you online, uh, Ruben has just received an ovation from behind the curtain, the dancers who just finished company class on stage. Uh, well, so Ruben joined the company 14 years ago in 2000. He was promoted, promoted to soloist in 2003 and to principal in 2006. He's danced roles such as Albrecht and Hilarion in Giselle, Prince Siegfried and von Rothbard in Swan Lake, King of the Snow and the Nutcracker Prince in Nutcracker, and the title role in Onyegin, among many other roles. Uh, and as I mentioned earlier, this is the final performance of the 2014 repertory season, regular performance. But tonight is a very special performance for Ruben. It's his farewell performance as he retires uh, tonight. Um, so thank you for being here with us today. I know it's a big day for you. Thank you. <clears throat> this is the, the farewell from the Opera House, but then I'll be uh, participating on the um, Paris tour with the rest of the company in July. Uh, so, as this evening approaches, what's going through your mind? Well, first of all, happy Mother's Day <laughs> to all the mothers out there. It's a very special day, so I'm honored to have my farewell in this day. I wish my mother was here. So, from here, I say, hola, mamá, te quiero mucho. Un beso. Um, <laughs> so, what's going through my mind? A lot of things. Actually, more than anything else is appreciation right now. Appreciation happiness and love for what I've done so far and what I'm about to do from now on. Um, there is many things that, you know, build my character and build who I am right now that um, are cause of this wonderful art. And uh, I will always be part of it, whether I'm active or whether I'm passing on the information. Um, but just right now is Time to enjoy the last uh, stretch. Tonight's performance is going to be a great evening um, in which I'm going to dance three, three parts and uh, just try to enjoy every single minute of it so I can um, have closure and move on and have a fresh perspective for the next, the next part. You know, you're lucky to be able to experience this closure. Uh, the nature of a dance career is such that not everybody gets um, a farewell performance or even to know that they are having their final performance. Some people, it happened and they, they didn't know that that was going to be it. So what does it mean to you to have this, um, this performance tonight? And what do you want to leave out there on the stage for the Opera House fans? 
Um, well, yeah, you're right. I am very appreciative of this last opportunity I have to perform for all of you guys here in the in the World Memorial Opera House. Um, it means it means a lot. Um, I'm not trying to demonstrate anything on stage that I that I haven't uh, already have uh, done throughout my 14-year career here. Uh, it's going to be an opportunity for me to just open myself up and see what happens just like I usually do for everybody else to, to enjoy one, one last time. And, you know, it's just a beautiful thing to share with my colleagues uh, backstage, my partners, the people that have meant a lot to me in my life, and of course with all of you that have come and supported me all through the years. Um, you know, you're, you're very thankful for these moments, and um, I don't even want to think about them because I will shed tears maybe a little bit too soon. <laughs> well, let's move on then. Well, why don't you tell us, uh, you said you will be going with the company to Paris in July, and what's next for you after that? Um, well, I've, I've been experimenting a little bit with, uh, with teaching over the last years, and that seemed to, uh, to have uh, fitted my, my personality and my, the, way that I, um, the way that I process information very well. So, I've, uh, I've uh, gotten the opportunity to be um, part of the San Francisco Ballet School as a faculty member. So I will be starting as soon as we come back from layoff after, after Paris. I will take, be taking care of a uh, couple of the levels, levels of, the, of the men in the school and i um, very excited about that. Yeah. Well, they're lucky to have a, an example. Very, very teacher. excited to have had this this transition because uh, not for everybody is such a, is it's, it's, it's a smooth smooth ride to go from from one very um, very very special identity that you go through for many many years. You cut that off, and then you know you only you not only have to leave that behind in a way but you also have to find a next, a next path, a next step forward. So for me, it's been very natural, and I'm very, very thankful that I've been able to experience that, and I'm thankful for the company to, to help it, to give me that opportunity as well, and continue being part of this wonderful family. Now, you had worked with um, the associate director of the ballet school, Patrick Armand, before. Can you talk about that in relationship, and uh, where that how that fits into your new position. Well, yeah, I, we've known each other for a very, very long time. I've, I've always been an admirer of, of his, uh, ever since his, uh, his days in the uh, London Festival Ballet, which later on <clears throat> came to become the English National Ballet. That's when I joined the company. Um, I joined the company, and uh, he was in the United States, so there was no, no contact there up until he actually moved back to English National Ballet to retire. He did his last uh, couple of years before he, he retired from a, a full-time company. And um, <clears throat> he made a couple of appearances before in which, of course, a young man trying to soak up as much as possible in order to, to learn and move forward in my own career, I would uh, look up to him and go and watch all of his performances, right? He was not only a great technician, but he was a, an amazing artist and also generous in the way that he would also uh, share and help younger generations such as me. 
So I would be watching his performances. I remember I, I, got, I really got into technology at one point and I was sneaking a video camera in every corner of the theater that I could in order to uh, just store it and maybe like study it for the future myself. But um, I remember one performance where we're doing Swan Lake, this mega Swan Lake is um, a Swan Lake in a, in, a, in a circle that they created for the London, uh, the um, Royal Albert Hall in London huge theater all around so you 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 dance like you feel like you're in a concert you come in from these ramps and the music starts pumping and you're like oh my god there is people all around 360 and uh, he was doing the prince so in one of the rehearsals uh you know i'm i'm doing the the pas de trois of swan lake which was called the pas de deux because it was four pas de trois <laughs> for each corner of the room <laughs> And uh, I was doing one, one of them. Uh, so it's a very special role. Didn't feel that special then. <laughs> but uh, no, I did. Um, I remember he was sitting in the corner just like really analyzing face, you know, like he has this like French, you know, demeanor to himself. And I was dancing. I was just happened to dance right in front of him. He was like, push from the back foot. I was like, you, is, he talking, is he talking to me? <laughs> So that was my first like face-to-face -face direct encounter with him. It was it was really good, and now, you know, I'm telling that to my students. <laughs> Push from the back foot. So it sounds like he started his teaching career before he retired from dancing too. Yeah, definitely, definitely. He comes from um, from a uh, uh, dancer family, and his mom uh, was a teacher as well. So he developed his career early on too. That's great. So as you came to San Francisco Ballet with, I think, four years of experience with English National Ballet, right. is that right? So tell us, you know, how did that prepare you to come to this company with the rep that we do, and, and, or, or how was it different? And well, everything about it was different. Um, yeah, I was there, and they're very traditional, especially at that time, and with the director that, that I had at the time, he was very keen of the classics, so it was a great learning experience for me because fresh out of the school, you do want to do the classics. That's what you've uh, spent however many, many years in the school for. So um, that, was, that was a great, great um, contact with, uh, of experience with, with that kind of work. But uh, my brother actually had, had come here to the San Francisco Valley School um, in 97, I believe. And uh, two years after uh, he joined the school, he got the opportunity to, uh, to enter the company as a, as a core member. So he would be talking on the phone. And of course, you know, two dancer brothers would be just discussing dance like if it was basketball or soccer. He's <laughs> like, yeah, man, when, when you do this step, man, if you think that, if it, yeah, it's going to work. Yeah, for sure. So um, we discuss about a lot of things. And amongst them was uh, the repertoire of the company, the, the choreographers that were part of the, um, the atmosphere of the company that were creating pieces here. It was so innovative. And uh, to me, it all just sounded very, very, very good, very, very special and, and sounds very appealing. I wanted to try it. I wanted to. I was hungry for, for that kind of experience. And... Um, I remember in 99, he told me that they were coming on tour to London and they were bringing Swan Lake amongst a whole array of ballets that 
I mean, I, I cannot even uh, remember how many or which ones, but it was just, just like we always do. We always take, you know, all of this innovative stuff and not, not just one program or two programs. We take three programs to really showcase the talent of the company and, and, and that kind of work. So that's, that's what, what came to London at that time. And I got, I got the chance to see uh, most of it. And not only that, but I really insisted that my brother asked for me to take class. That's, that's the way that we get, to, um, we get to try out for a different company if you want to be part of it. No, you, you audition that way. You take class with the company, and that's how they see whether you fit, you're a good fit or not for them. So I, I insisted and I insisted, and, and finally they, um, they gave me permission to, to take class. So... I took class and everybody was there and stuff. I even fell on my, on my butt on that big jump combination <laughs> right in front of Helgi and Marlene. I don't know if, I don't know if they remember this, but uh, I did. It was very embarrassing. And um, a little bit after, six months after they forgot about the fall, they, de they decided to, uh, to give me an opportunity to come and uh, join the company. So. So you have now been able to dance the principal roles in classics such as Swan Lake and Giselle, as I mentioned. But I think you said that um, one of the roles that's meant the most to you is uh, Onegin. That's um, right. Which is a little a newer classic, if you will. Um, can you talk about that role and why that was special to you? Yeah, it was a very, very special experience because um, it was, you know, we don't get to do this kind of dramatic work so much, um, you know, maybe uh, Romeo and Juliet, of course. But it was the first time that uh, we brought a ballet that was centered on the male. And so to be casted on that was, um, was just an amazing challenge, not only for the opportunity, but also for the chance that I had in order to work on a role that was going to be multi-layered, technically challenging, and also the partnering aspect of it was really, really demanding. So I had a lot of elements to work on and, um, and a lot of material to study. And um, I remember the first stages, uh, just the frustration of trying to fit all the information in my body and trying to accomplish everything. And I'm a little bit of a perfectionist, um, as most dancers, and I just, um, you know, just loved the, the challenge of it, but also felt like, oh my God, this is taking so much of me. So I, I, love, I love going through that. Um, i very meticulous in my, in my research, in my study, in, my, in the way that I overlook things and the way that I kind of uh, put everything together. So the, the whole process of working on the ballet to me was you know, just priceless. Then you get on stage and you perform it, of course. That's a whole different level of, uh, of experience. But I really, really love um, getting the sauce out of it, getting the, you know, the, the, that uh, special part that is intangible that you can't really pass on. It's personal as much as what you, what you learn and what you take in from what, what they teach you. And that was very special. Of course, the performances, um, you know, you, you're happier or less happy with them, but the process cannot be taken, taken away on that, on that regard. In tonight's farewell performance, you'll be dancing In the Night by Jerome Robbins. Um, 
And I think you said one of your one of your earlier opportunities here was in Jerome Robbins Dances at a Gathering. Um, right. Is he a special choreographer to you? I mean, your resume certainly is full of his work, such as Fancy Free, West Side Story Suite. Um, you know, can you talk about his work and what it means to you? Yeah, I yeah, I've I've had the opportunity to dance. We've we've danced uh, a lot of Robbins in this company and. Um, ever since I joined the company, as she said, that was kind of like one of my first trademarks that I was categorized on. And from then on, I just did all of the work that went through the company. It's been such a thrill to, to be part of that legacy that um, Jerome Robbins left in, uh, in the dance world. Um, to be able to work with all of, the, all of the people that have been involved in the um, in the Jerome, uh, the Jerome Robbins Trust, all the people that have you know that have that direct information, that have that direct uh, contact from him, uh, it's been really special, and I've been trying to uh, extract everything that I could from it. Um, there, his dancers create such a sense of uh, camaraderie between all dancers. Every every participant is part of an atmosphere that is created on stage that I think is, is really special and creates this, um, this sense of humanity on stage. So being part of that, I'm, I'm a very, you know, outgoing, um, generous person. I like to be with people and to talk to people. So that uh, sense of it and being able to, to, to bring it out without even having to say a word, you know, just feel it on stage. It's that energy that is created on stage is really, really special. So that, when I go and see a performance, I really look for that. I, that's something that really draws me in, is how human and how honest, not only the dance, but also each individual of, of participating in the dance. You know, there's nothing worse than to see, go to a performance and see just this pretentious, trying to be somebody else, which sometimes you have to do when you, when, you, um, when you work on roles like Onyegin or trying to be, portray a, a character, but you still bring out that human side of yourself. Um, so, you know, I really encourage that to the dancers, my colleagues in the company, and, and also the, the students that I, that I work with. It's very, very important, not for the rest of you to enjoy, but also for themselves as a way of working, you know, just honesty and just giving the best of yourself without having to hold anything back, without having to pretend being somebody else, because we're all part of this, we're, we're all unique, and I think that quality should be really exploited, you know, you should really be emphasized. So. For those of you who joined us late, um, my name is Jennifer Kavakovich. I'm sitting here with principal dancer Ruben Martin Tintas. Nice. <laughs> like this. <laughs> like, yeah. um, so tell us about uh, any other choreographers who have been special to you um, or to your career. Uh, well, I've had the chance to work with uh, more than a handful of choreographers. Uh, some of the ones that come in mind are um, uh, Mark Morris, and his uh, witty intelligence. Uh, it's amazing to share the room, the room with him and to, um, to really go through all of his experience but also his approach to work um, and his devotion to, to uh, include the, the, the music as such an important part of the dance as much as the steps and the, and the physicality of it. 
and uh, then um, of course uh, great names that uh, you've all enjoyed through the years such as Christopher Wilden um, and Yuri Pasokov, um, Valkany Paroli, those people from the house that uh, have done amazing work and have really left a mark of humanity also in the studio here. Uh, and uh, of course, working with, with Helgi, you know, just to, to, to be your, your boss and, and be able to, um, to do what he does out sta up, up in the stage is, is a great achievement. And, and to work with that too is inspiring. Um, but yeah, it's, um, it, there is so many that if I just start counting and yeah, I leave somebody behind, then they're gonna probably like kill me. <laughs> All right, well, we don't want you to get in trouble. Um, so I'm, I will leave a little bit of time for questions from the audience. So if you have any, you can start to formulate them. Um, but I wanna ask you if you could go back in time and talk to Ruben 14 or 18 years ago when, when you were embarking on your career, what would you tell him? Um, good question. Wow, that's hard. Um, what would I tell him? I would tell him, I think just touching on, on what I was talking about before, I would tell him to, to really not pretend to be anybody else, to follow your heart, keep working, because if you show up every day, if you put your work and your honest work every day, you know, something will happen. Something will happen and something will keep happening. You know, that honesty allows for people to open up in ways that, you know, inspiration and things come through in a much easier, much organic way. So, um, yeah, I, I remember I, I would put idols in my mind and, you know, just try to be like uh, Fernando Bujones or, or Barishnikov or Nuriev, you know, and, it's natural for, for young men that going through that age and that kind of uh, training <clears throat> to, to, go, to go through that in their minds. But in the end, it's you and what your intimate work, your intimate relationship with work and how that develops over the, over the years. And then, you know, special things happen. So I would say that to myself, I guess. <laughs> Are there any questions from the audience? I see one. Ruben, since the first day I saw you dance, one of the things that struck me was the word I would use is elegant. You seem very elegant in whatever role you play. And I'm wondering, as custodian of young men, of young, young dancers, how can you or can you impart a sense of elegance so that from early on they start to be elegant? Uh, the questioner noticed Ruben's elegance as a dancer and wonders how he can impart that on his young students. Um, well, as a kid, I think I admire that type of dancer myself. So as I was saying, Fernando Bujones, great, very elegant man, and also um, beautiful, elegant dancer. I grew up watching that and trying to emulate, in a way, that kind of um, that kind of quality for myself. You know, just being kind of on the taller side, having the the proportions that I have. I thought that I would resonate um, greatly with with that kind with that kind of uh, style or grace in in dance. And I exploded that myself. And I would always keep an eye on the on that kind of dancer that uh, had that quality. 
And I think from, from seeing that, um, you soak it in and you kind of uh, unconsciously um, try to, to, to keep it and to, to showcase it in your own dancing. So I think dance is a very, uh, it's obviously a, a visual art, <laughs> but to learn it, you are demonstrating, you are showcasing, you're showing, you know, what it feels on your own, on your own body. So the students, what they see is that, is that approach. It's very interesting because one of the things that Patrick Armand, director of the school, uh, really, really, li really liked and wanted for, for his faculty was to demonstrate on that simple but elegant manner. And, uh, and you know, that's on the, on the studio, that's what, I, that's what I go for. I try to um, showcase and demonstrate ways, even if I don't do the physicality aspect of it full out, but at least have the demeanor of it so they see it and once they start see it, seeing it, then they can, they can, really, um, they can really transplant it on their, on their own body. Um, so I think that's, that's one way that, that, be, that can be passed pass on. And also, it just depends on, on, on them too. What kind of dancer do they want to be? Um, that's gonna be offered to them, of course, you know, on a, on a silver tray. But then it's up to them, up to them as individuals to really, you know, um, develop into whatever style or whatever graceful quality they want to go towards. How have you managed to stay healthy and fit over your long career? Um, well, thank you for the, for the brilliance <laughs> in the career. Um, yeah, through the process of being a professional, there is a lot of sacrifices. There is a lot of, um, there is a lot of hard, hardships that you go through. You learn a lot from that. Injuries, uh, you know, um, experiences that you might have with diet and things like that. You know, I've, I've always been keen on researching again on various different aspects, not just the, the, the technical aspect or the emotional aspect, but psychology and, and diet and stuff like that. As a matter of fact, I, you know, I'm, very, I'm working on a project that you know, is gonna include some of those elements that I've been researching through the years. Um, but those hardships are the ones that make you want to learn, make you want to research, make, make you want to soak in and talk to people that are specialists or that, are, that have more experience on that field. Through that, I think you build, um, you build a really, really good and solid um, interest, at least, and then development into becoming more healthy and getting the knowledge to, to be able to do it yourself. But yeah, it's a very sacrificed um, uh, profession and an art, and uh, to get to to the stage where you see, you know, that grace and that beauty uh, on stage, you have to go through a lot of uh, all that work, sacrifice, and of course, um, passion. Yeah. Are you interested in choreography? Um, I would love to have a talent for that, but I think that that's something that I think grows and starts to show up earlier on in, in somebody's life, or not. 
at least I haven't, I haven't experienced that. There is, people, there is people that listen to music and they automatically think steps. Um, that's not me. I listen to music and, I don't know, I think about <laughs> things that I have to do that day or <laughs> stories in the past or, you know, music reminds me of certain experiences, but nothing, nothing uh, to the extent of choreographing or making up steps. I wish, though. That'd be a nice compliment. Yeah. All the way in the back. What was it that made you uh, come to the decision to retire? Uh, it's a combination of things. Um, it's a combination of elements that, uh, that come together. Like, of course, I don't want to say it's this and not this. You know, it's, it's the, the, the physical aspect of wanting to be 100% on stage and, and knowing what it takes to stay at the bar at the standard of the San Francisco Ballet nowadays, plus um, you know, um, injuries and body and health and, and also interest for developing teaching, which I started to show uh, maybe like five, six years ago. So it's early on, on on my career. And it's something that really intrigued me and really um, sparked a little, a little, you know, a little interest there. So I think combination of, of many things uh, developed. To, to make that decision, yeah. Well, Ruben, uh, thank you again for being here with us tonight. Principal dancer Ruben Martin Cintas. <laughs> thank you very much. I hope those of you attending the, well, everyone here, will enjoy the performance of uh, Agon, Brahms Schoenberg Quartet, and Glass Pieces. Uh, and if that's just not enough ballet for you on this Mother's Day, I hope you'll come back tonight for excerpts from the fifth season, The Man I Love from Who Cares, a juvenile dance. Um, Damien Smith, who is also retiring, will dance uh, the Potida from After the Rain, and Jerome Robbins in the Night. Um, Thank you again for listening, and uh, once again, please visit our website for more in information, other interviews, videos of Ruben and other dancers, and we'll see you again at the ballet next season, we hope. Thank you. Thank you very much. Enjoy the show.